Good morning, Illini. Welcome back. I'm Matt Schrock, your host for another Healthy Illini podcast. The the end of the semester is looming. It, it, somehow we're already there. Uh, I'm just I'm still getting used to 2022 and we're looking at 2023 coming. This is a podcast I'm really excited about. It's a topic that um, you might not be very familiar with. I wasn't very familiar with. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to sharing the information here and let's just jump right into it. Today we're talking about a, a, a resource on campus that you might not be very familiar with. Um, has to do with uh, wheelchairs and scooters. And so my guest today I have Laura Rice. She is an associate professor in the Department of Kinesiology and Community Health. She has a master's in physical therapy and a PhD in rehabilitation science and technology. Laura, thanks for being here. Thank you. Great, great to be here. I also have a student with us here today, uh, Mira McLean, and she is getting her master's of health admin uh, administration. Mira, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay, so one of the things I love about working at UIUC is that we are part of a very large and very diverse campus. And it's not just in the people who are part of it, because we do, we have a very diverse student body, um, but also in the resources and the things that are available to that student body. And uh, so over the past year, one of my favorite things has been learning about uh, things that are on this campus I wasn't very familiar with or not familiar with at all, uh, and hearing about uh, what was available here. And today's topic is one of those. Um, I had no idea there was such a thing as the <laughs> Illini wheelchair and scooter clinic. Um, and when it was suggested as a, as a podcast, I was like, okay, this will be fun because I have no idea where to go with this one. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's not just me that this is new to, um, but uh, to anyone who's listening, um, there may be a number of people that are not familiar with that. So let's just start with the very basics, just uh, very quickly. Um, if you could tell me what is the Illini wheelchair and scooter clinic? Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. So um, it is actually new to everybody. Um, we, I just started the clinic in 2020. And as we know, 2020 was a hard year to start something <laughs> new. Um, so, you know, things were definitely slow to kind of get up and rolling. But really what the clinic is, is a resource for, for students and also community members in central Illinois um, to have access to either a wheelchair or a scooter or a seating system to help support their mobility. Um, so I'm a licensed physical therapist. So at the clinic, what I do is um, when a person comes in, I talk to the individual, I find out what kind of things they need to help support their mobility, either around campus, in the community. And I work with them to get the device that will help to support them to do the activities that they enjoy doing. And I think you mentioned that it's not just for students. That's an important mm -hmm. distinction because mm -hmm. a lot of what happens on this campus mm -hmm. is just for students. It makes yeah, sense absolutely. because we mm -hmm. serve the student body yeah. and we mm -hmm. have funding, that, <clears throat> excuse me, funding that comes from the student body sure. and, and things like that. But mm -hmm. this is not one of those cases. So it is for anyone mm -hmm. in the community. Mm -hmm. Is there is there a geographical limit on who you can serve? If somebody comes from southern tip of Illinois, is that something that's available? Yeah, they, they can come on in. Yeah, if they're <laughs> willing to drive, um, they can come on in. I actually do so see some people in their homes as well. And so that's that's kind of my limit, usually about an hour or so, uh, just just with the other responsibilities I have. But yep, anybody, um, even if they were out of state, they'd be welcome to come to the clinic. And where are you at on campus? We are located at Freer Hall. It's right next to Searcy. And that's right, uh, not too far from McKinley, yep. so you know mm -hmm. where where either of those buildings are. You can find it from here. I mean, if you've been on campus, on this end of campus at all, you've walked by Freer. You just may yeah. not have realized yes. it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Freer. Um, and, and so that's a good spot. Um, so... Okay, so that's just a, a basic uh, rundown. Do you only serve students who are already in a wheelchair, already need a scooter, or where do, where do you even start with somebody when they come in? 
Yeah, so I serve anybody who has a mobility need. So uh, if a person uh, perhaps sustains a new injury and they need a mobility device, I can help them. If a person, for some reason, their device has been destroyed, I can help them. If they just need a new device, maybe it's been a while and they just need a replacement, um, I I can certainly help them as well. Uh, One thing I don't typically do is if if somebody maybe has broken their leg and they just need a wheelchair for a very short period of time, typically they can just get that through their physician. Um, It's something they can usually rent. I don't do any rentals, so it's getting somebody a device that they will own, that they will keep um, for an extended period of time. So that's really the only person that I don't typically serve. But yeah, if if you um, start having trouble with walking and you feel like you need something to help you get around campus, um, you can certainly are welcome to come to the clinic. Do you also work with, because uh, again, mm-hmm. K, uh, UIUC campus, a mm-hmm. lot of what we do is mm-hmm. structure around our student body. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you also work with pediatrics if they, if they come in? I do. I, I wouldn't say that is an area of expertise of mine. Uh, some therapists, that's all they do, and right. they have such great knowledge. Um, if a kid did come in, I feel like I could serve them. Uh, but I also would probably, number one, I would definitely talk to my colleagues, make sure that, that we're serving that client in the best possible way. I would make some recommendations for other people that they might want to go see. One thing of note, though, is you, you said it is for everybody, um, whether it's a student or, or not student, they can come in. Um, um, because of that, uh, this service is not covered by tuition and fees. So how does that work a little bit? Or what, what should what should students know if they're coming into the clinic? Sure, yeah. So again, um, if you are interested in a device, please send me an email and I'll be happy to talk with you about it. I will let you know of any costs up front before you come in, before you commit yourself to anything. We do have affordable options for students. It does vary a bit about based on your background and so on. Um, so so please send me an email if you're interested, and I'm happy to talk with you about the cost specifically. And that email will be listed in the bio with some other resources. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Um, but that is that is a way that you can contact. So, uh, uh, Mira, I'm going to turn it over to you for, mm-hmm. for a moment here because uh, you've worked with the clinic. Yeah. Um, you, you were a part of it. Um, now, someone might be, might be listening in here, provides a wheelchair or mm-hmm. scooter, mm-hmm. and they might think of it as kind of almost like a coat check. You know, you walk mm-hmm. in, you pick it up, you leave. Right. Um, it's a drop-off kind of, just an exchange kind of thing. Um basically like a UPS drop-off kind of idea. Um, But that's really not what it is. It's a lot more uh, involved in that. And uh, Laura spoke about it just a little bit. But one of the things that I know the clinic um, tries to do is a very uh, uh, personal approach to how how it goes. So um, how would you describe that and and your time being there? What does that look like as far as that personal interaction with a client? Yeah, so actually this summer when I worked there, we didn't have any clients in the clinic. Um, However, I did get to hear a little bit about the process and it sounds like she works directly with that individual to just kind of find what fits best for them. Um, It's it's really interactive. It's not something that she just prescribes to them. It's more of a let's work together to find what works best um, for you as an individual. Um, So a lot of what I did this summer was actually related to quality for that patient. Um, I did a lot of follow-up email, sending, um, drafting, all of that, and just we created an exit survey where they could kind of talk about their experience and see where maybe Dr. Rice could improve for the future or ways that she was serving them really well. Um, So I didn't get to see exactly that interaction, but from what I've heard and from what I worked on this summer, it does sound like that's a very top priority for Dr. Rice in prescribing that wheelchair or scooter for the individual. 
And, and that follow-up is really, really important um, because there's a lot of times in whatever it may be, whether it be a, a health situation or some other situation, that we get a lot of care at the point of need, mm-hmm. but then you can feel like you're kind of lost mm-hmm. after that. Um, I know my, my daughter, she's a senior, she had um, she tore ACL in March of 21, and we went and had the surgery, and we went th- and, and if it wasn't for the aftercare of the PTs, mm-hmm. um, it'd been really hard because there were some days it's like, well, this is how I feel today. Is this right or wrong? Because I've never felt this before. Um, this is how I'm using this particular, we had you know, certain things for her to help you around the house. Is this the proper way to do it? And so it's kind of the same idea that if you have a device of some sort, you're, you're initially in it, but then one day it doesn't feel quite right. Is that normal? Or I'm feeling stiff or sore in this place. Is this normal? Um, these types of things. And so that, that aftercare is, is really important. Um, and, and that, really gives the client a feeling of value, Mm -hmm. a feeling of being heard, and a peace of mind. That is really important to the whole process. Especially when you're talking about, especially somebody who may may have lost some mobility and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, One of the things that that you both uh, had talked about in, in the prep was that it, because it is a client-based approach that the client is not just a client, but an active member of the team. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you approach it to make sure that they are involved in that? Yeah, so just from the get-go, um, we have some intake paperwork, and part of that is asking the client to really talk about, like, what are your problems? What do you want? What do you want to get out of this? And then, uh, so they kind of have that mindset already that their input is important when they come into the clinic. And so then kind of first thing after, when they come in the clinic, after I say hi, introduce myself and give them a little spiel about what's going on, I always ask them, okay, what do you need? What What's going on? What how can I help you? Um, and really focusing on what their needs are, what they're interested in, especially for somebody who has been using a wheelchair or a scooter for a long time. Like they know, they probably know better than me. They know what works for them, and I am I'm not going to mess with with what works with for them. I just want to help. You know, make sure that you know they're updated on the latest technology that they have all the information. But I really let them guide the process. And to add to that, a lot of what I worked on, too, we had um, follow-up information that we would get from the the client, given that we have this survey that we send to them, but it also encompasses a number of follow-up emails to them just to see if that assistive technology is still working for them or if there's something that we maybe need to get them back into the clinic to address if they're having issues, problems, all of those things. Um, So it's more of a continued care approach, I would say. It's not one time you're in the clinic, you, you... get what's best for you then, but instead we follow you through the process and just see what works for you over time and continue to adapt to that. That's really, that's really important mm-hmm. because any kind of, of health care is, it progresses. It, mm-hmm. it has an ebb and flow to it mm-hmm. and, you know, what works for you on this point a year later may not or a week later may not or, you know, those, those types of things. And sometimes you don't know how things are going to um, impact, like, it's, for instance, like you, you move into a new apartment, you stand in it and you look around and you say, oh, this will fit here and this will fit here and this will fit here. And then you move in and go, yeah, that didn't really work. And when you're trying to figure out what kind of device works in your home, that could be the same thing. Like, oh yeah, I can make it through that doorway or I can make it around that corner. And then you get there like, yeah, that, that's not going to work for me. Um, so that's a real, a, a good thing that you have that, that peace of mind um, to have that follow up. Yeah, and just one thing I know, will note also, so we do work with a wheelchair vendor. So um we, myself, the students who work in my clinic, 
we are the ones who make the recommendations on the mobility device, but we also work with a vendor who actually is the one who provides the device. So they're kind of like a, like a pharmacy, like your doctor writes the prescription and they are the ones who actually give it. Um, so the vendor um, actually oftentimes goes into the person's house as well. So they'll take a loaner device or a trial device to somebody. And so they actually can have an opportunity to see, yeah, does it, does it fit through all those doorways? Um, and so that the person can try it out, they can try before they buy. Um, and so they can see if it works for them, if it, you know, if it's going to go over all the surfaces they want, all of those kinds of things. But then they can also always come back to the clinic as well. And if like during that initial trial period that seemed great but maybe not so much after they got it home uh, they can certainly come back and we can continue to work with them you had mentioned that this clinic is a little bit unique um, just uh, because of some of the the background and where it's at and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. um, and so Laura I want to ask you mm-hmm. uh, would you just share a little bit about what uh, what makes this clinic so special here at mm-hmm. UAUC in Central Illinois mm-hmm. and a little bit about the expertise that you're bringing to it mm-hmm. that makes it kind of stand a little bit above some of the others in the area sure yeah thank you um so Uh, My background is in physical therapy, and I'm also an assistive technology professional. Um, And so that means that I have done extra training and I've taken a test uh, to show that I have um, advanced knowledge in assistive technology. Um, And I am the only uh, therapist with this designation in central Illinois. Um, So there's really not a lot of other opportunities um, in the central Illinois region. Uh, In the past, a lot of people travel to Chicago or St. Louis to get a device, um, which is great. They have very great uh, practitioners there, but it's a, you know, two, three hour drive. So um, I think it's nice to, so I'm really glad to be provide, be able to provide this resource to, to people here in central Illinois. um, So they don't, so they can get high quality care and then but they don't have to travel so far and I think you know another nice thing about it is we're not part of a large hospital system we're not we're we're not like a for-profit kind of organization so it is kind of more of a boutique clinic where you get a lot of one-on-one time with me Um, there's plenty of follow-up as far as communication you communicate directly with me you don't have to go through a nurse or some sort of different intermediary like we can just you know talk directly and so on so I think that's a nice resource you get a lot of one-on-one attention um, that is very different from the other healthcare organizations either here in central Illinois or really really anywhere else. Mm -hmm. There was one other aspect that you mentioned in our prep that I, I honestly have no mm-hmm. idea what it means. So yeah. I'm gonna ask. Um, you talked about uh, human activity assistive technology. It's a theoretical model. Yep. What does that mean? Yeah. So this is a model, and we really tried to live by it. And Mira did a lot of uh, research on it and tried to really structure all our materials around it. But essentially, it, it's a guiding principle to really put uh, the client at the center of the selection process. So it it gives me a nice framework to think about when I'm selecting, helping a person select a device. So thinking about the human. So so what what kind of things do they need? What 
you know, maybe if a person has trouble walking, they have weakness in their lower extremity. Uh, what type of device do I need to help provide to them so that they have this mobility so they can get around campus? Um, I also take into consideration what activities they like to do. So, so one person might be uh, an individual who, who really likes to stay home and they don't go out and about a lot. And so they don't need a really heavy duty device that, that can go over grass or mud or something like that. They need something that's very small, that's very compact, that can maneuver easily in their home. Versus another person might be really interested in you know, getting on a trail or something like that. So it's really important for me to think about what activities that person um, wants to do. And then certainly matching the human and the activities with the assistive technology. And then there's another piece that's not in the, the acronym is, is the environment. And so that's another thing that I take into consideration. So again, if, um, if the person, maybe they live in a residence hall I need to really think about okay is this is this going to be able to get in like the smaller doorways are they going to be able to maneuver in the elevator uh, versus somebody um, perhaps if I have an older client that lives in an assisted living facility they have more space there's you know very smooth floors it's kind of a different device than I would provide so really it's just a way for me to kind of almost like, like check boxes that I can go through okay make sure I'm considering this make sure I'm considering that so on and so forth so Dr. Rice obviously is very uh, up-to-date, very well versed in all this information. Mira, you worked in the summer. Did you have any, inf did you have any knowledge of the clinic before you came? And, and, if, and even if you did, what were the things that, that kind of stood out to you or, or surprised you or, or yeah. just you learned as, as your time was there? Honestly, my first introduction to the clinic was um, from my advisor who was telling me, hey, there's this internship for this clinic on campus. I had never heard of it previously. So from there, I started doing my research. And honestly, I could not find very much about <laughs> it. So I worked on a lot of that too this summer, creating an Instagram, Facebook page, um, publishing the website, all of that. So it really wasn't something that was well known to anyone. Um, I didn't have any preconceived notions of the clinic. But um, once I read about what the internship entailed, it really sounded like something I was passionate about. Um, I do have a background sort of in OT. I, that's originally where I wanted to head with my career. So I found it to be a good intersection between health admin and occupational therapy, of course. So um, I just thought it was extremely valuable what Dr. Rice is doing here. And I think with the lack of resources in this area for these specific things that the clinic is offering, that it was it's just a great resource to um, to know about for students and Central Illinois community members. And that's part of why, and when I learned more, I was like, yeah, we, we want to talk about this. <laughs> um, and part of it's because it's not real well known. Part of that is because it started in 2020, which, you know, McKinley, we, we started a few ventures here right before the pandemic hit and it, it, that, not the, not the ideal time to try and launch anything. Um, and so uh, we do want to get that awareness to it and, and share because it is, it's an important resource and it's something that can help a lot of people that they may not be aware of. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say somebody's listening mm -hmm. and they hear about this and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I think I might need a device or I need a new device or just have mm -hmm. questions. Mm -hmm. How do they go about getting in contact with the clinic? Can you just walk in? Do you have to have a referral from a physician or a provider or what, what's that process? So if a person is interested, really the first thing to do is just send me an email. Um, you can either email me directly or we do have an email address for the, the clinic itself. 
Um, and usually we'll go back and forth a couple times. I'll, I'll just get some, some very basic information, just if you're looking for a new device or a replacement, um, if you worked with a wheelchair vendor in the past, and then we'll, we'll figure out a, a schedule. And then um, once we have a time scheduled, I will send uh, the individual a link through our electronic medical record. And so they'll need to complete some forms. And I do ask that those will be completed prior to the visit. It. Um, I do ask the person also if they're talking with their doctor to get a prescription, kind of a generic prescription for a wheelchair. Um, this this is not if if you feel like that is a barrier though, do not worry about that. Um, when we do go to actually submit to the insurance, the physician will have to write a, an actual prescription for it. Um, so there's plenty of time. Like we don't need to have that done like right before the, the visit itself or anything like that. There's definitely time and we can work with you and, and so on to, to help you with that process. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, send an email and then we can kind of go from there. And Mira, you mentioned that you were working on a website and an Instagram. Mm -hmm. If you would go ahead, well, all this will be in our bio. Um, if you if you're listening, you can go to the episode bio, and as always, we'll have uh, links and resources there. But uh, would you go ahead and tell us what is that Instagram? What yeah. is that email address? Um, so both Instagram and Facebook are at Illini Wheelchair Scooter Clinic, um, just one word all across. Um, the website is a published Illinois website, yeah. so mm -hmm. it has an interesting name, but it will be posted <laughs> yeah, in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of long, but yeah, yes. that, you yeah. know that, that happens everywhere on campus. So that, yeah, that's. that's that's probably the easiest way yeah. is just to go to the bio yeah. and uh, get that. Um, Actually, could Mira talk a little bit about the the Instagram and Facebook? Because mm -hmm. it's more than just, okay, this is the clinic. Mm -hmm. Like she has worked hard to to kind of gather content. And um, so I'll, I'll let her yeah. talk about it. <laughs> um, so mostly we were just trying to appeal to the demographic, obviously, that we want to come into the clinic. So. Um, some things are humorous, some things are educational. We just have a bunch of content out there that we think will appeal to our target audience. Um, so it's more its more of a way to stay connected to the clinic. Um, it's not such a formal Instagram, Facebook, here's all the information about the clinic type thing. It's more of a here's content we think you'll enjoy based on the type of individual that we're trying to appeal to through our clinic. So it's its a broad range of content, but it's, it's interesting and I think it appeals to many. So. And I love that aspect because that's a lot of what we try and do here mm -hmm. is that we're giving information, but we 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 don't want it to sound so sterile and official mm -hmm. and and just not relatable. Right. Because um, there's a place for that, and there, that's important stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, the information is important, but making it relatable and making it um, almost normalizing the mm -hmm. information mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Because you know, um, for some people, it may be they've never had a wheelchair or scooter before. And that idea is a big change mm -hmm. um, because for whatever reason, mm -hmm. for some people, it may be they're just, you know, happy to have a resource that supports what they've always done, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But really making it um, that personal connection as opposed to um, just, you know, uh, an informational, a textbook mm -hmm. of some, some yes, sort. Because right. We have plenty of textbooks here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that, that's a really important aspect for yeah. it. And again, it amazes me every time that, that the time seems to fly whenever we're talking about this. But uh, this is a really important resource and it's a really important um, opportunity for that for students. I'm, I'm thrilled to have it here. I'm thrilled mm -hmm. that it's on the campus. I mm -hmm. love this campus. I love learning more about it. And the more I learn, the more I, I do um, appreciate the things that, that we try and do here and try and support students. So uh, Dr. Rice, uh, Mira, thank you so much for being a part of this today. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>
we are on a really diverse campus and because of that there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of of um, options for students and um, you come in your first week and you get quad day and you see everything get inundated and forget over half of it because there's just too much information but there are some things that you might not be aware of that sometimes fall through the cracks and the uh, the wheel the line wheelchair and scooter clinic might be one of those and if you're listening and, and you think you might need a device or you need to update a device you just have questions or you want to be involved um, if you, anything um, go to the the bio of this episode click on the email send an email and i know they'll be happy to talk to you if you want you can also contact us here at healthy illini or at mckinley and we'll be happy to direct you to them and give you some information and uh, help you out however we can but as always thank you for joining us today you're on a personal journey no matter where you are in it you're important and you matter your health and wellness are important and matter and we're here to keep you well to excel so go have a great week illini let us know how you're doing and we'll catch you next time on healthy illini